What's up, everybody? Welcome back to New Wave Anime Podcast. As usual, it's your co-host, it's your host, Nate Eli, joined today by a special guest, Troy, who's going to be uh, breaking down some things with us. Uh, so today's episode is actually really, really uh, interesting because it's about a series that everybody's been looking forward to for the past two and a half years. It's been the most anticipated show on my anime list, the most uh, hyped sequel and arguably it's been one of the most disappointing things of all time and that is shield hero season two uh so shield hero season two was announced a few years ago it was announced with season two and three which was almost unprecedented at the time to have two seasons of a sequel announced at once and um i'll be the first to tell you anybody who knows me that uh I was not very pleased with season one of Shield Hero, considering I'm a light novel reader. I know a lot of anime onlys were very content with it, though, just because of the whole edgy revenge narrative. But even in season one, they were getting things wrong with the adaptation. And season two has just been an absolute disaster, really. Uh, and this time, even the anime onlys are disappointed. So me and Troy are source readers and Eli is anime only. So you've kind of got a little bit of um, uh, diversity of views here, but this has just been really bad. Um, in the most recent episode, particularly, there were some really big changes to source material, uh, things particularly having to do with uh, Raftalia being in the episode, when in the light novel, she's not there at all. Uh, so Troy, if you could just start us off with telling us how you're feeling about the adaptation overall in the episode yeah um that was shocking to say the least oh <laughs> yeah. uh, when i started that episode in particular i think i actually had to pause it and physically stand up and pace the room a little bit out yeah. of concern uh up to that point though um barring a few pacing issues I wasn't as displeased as some people have been voicing. Um, I know a lot of people think that the Spirit Tortoise arc was one of the weaker arcs. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, I actually, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, one of the weaker arcs, in my opinion, comes a little later. But uh, no, they just they they just keep uh, changing stuff a lot more than I th I thought they would. Um, they sort of throw a Claire's character in there that didn't set anything up for the future with her that they were supposed to. Uh, the spirit tortoise fight itself seemed to go by pretty quick. There wasn't as much of a struggle as it felt like in the light novel. Mm -hmm. And all of that honestly was fine because after I think like episode three or four, I was just like accepted that, okay, they're probably just rushing through this they probably want to get to the more interesting stuff that's going to maybe grab more people's attention, kind of change things up when they go to another, another world, Isekai within an Isekai. <laughs> and uh, start off real great. Everything's fine. And then Raftali just popped out of that fucking haystack and just kind of yeah. threw everything into a tailspin. And I, I don't, I don't know. Um, as an anime only, uh, how how do anime only people perceive that particular episode? Yeah, I was just gonna ask Eli, how are you? How are you feeling about that particular episode? I mean, honestly, 
this whole season has just kind of been all over the place. And, like, obviously not reading it, I don't know those certain things. So I'm not, like, irked about things being left out or whatever. But even I can, like, tell, like, there's just no cohesion with the story at all. Like, yeah, you, and you can tell it's just being rushed, which, you know, is all right, I guess. It just depends on how you do it. Like you said, with season one, you weren't really super, you know, content with it. But there was still, like, the story kind of blended at least. Like, there was cohesion. There was a clear, like, plot and, like, it was still like moving a certain direction. It wasn't just kind of all over the place. Like this one has been this one, like there's been no characters just kind of get introduced without much introduction. Obviously, like you said, not setting stuff up for later either. Just kind of throwing people in there. Mm. So yeah, as an anime only, you can tell it's just all over the place with no clear path or anything. Yeah. You Uh, know, I, I had like a way better intro set up for this episode, but when I was just thinking about, how bad the season has been it just completely went out the window and i had to completely segue to uh to getting troy's thoughts on it but just going back to what troy was saying um you know it it just seems like so i said i wasn't pleased with season one right but like as if you're anime only i think you could still really enjoy season one because it was a unique take on the isekai um genre with the whole like revenge and um uh, like trying to clear Nafumi's name and stuff like that but with this season because now you don't have that like edgy narrative anymore it's just kind of become a generic rushed isekai and it's lost everything that really uh, made people like it in the first place um, which is I think why they went with having Raftalia in the episode because for one, there's a different director for the season. And for two, I think in their heart of hearts, they think that if Raftali is not in the show for an episode, people just won't care about the anime. And based on what I've seen, like on my anime list and Reddit and other like anime forums, like there's actually people who are praising having Raftalia in the episode. Uh, of course, anime only is like, they're like, oh, small Raftali is back. Yada, yada, yada. And it, it, it kind of looks like it may have worked uh, because there's some people who actually think that this was like the best episode of the, um, of the season, which is like crazy. Yeah, I was saying some stuff to um, some YouTubers and everything um, talking about that anime only kind of perspective and yeah. talking about return to form with this episode. And I can definitely see that perspective. Uh, I personally, Shield Hero is probably my favorite property in anime, both light novels and everything. So I really don't mind too much, especially season one. You said you were kind of uh, didn't mind, care for it too much, yeah. which I can understand kind of the ending of that, I guess, a little bit. But yeah, I thought they second, buttoned that up pretty good. That really uh, just kind of went off the rails. It, it really started, I think it was like, episode 12 or like 12 to 14 it was it was whenever they they went to like the noble who had the like uh demi-human slaves in the basement that's pretty much when they started changing stuff from season one up until that point it was a pretty faithful adaptation but then they changed some things with uh how that that scene with raftalia and the uh uh the noble was handled because like in the light novel she actually tried to kill him whereas in the anime it made her seem like more passive and forgiving and then it seemed like just after that point um 
they started changing up a lot of things. They moved arcs around, particularly like the, the village arc that you see at the end of season one. And it just begs the question of why, you know? Yeah, if for season one, though, I kind of gave that one a pass because I figured, um, you know, most anime, you're not guaranteed a second season. So I felt like that was probably a good way to sort of end it while keeping it open. Yeah. Uh, it felt a lot more satisfying than some of the more jarring endings that you see. So if they didn't get renewed, I could see that. But I definitely do have concerns going forward if that now that's carried through to the second season in a much more dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm. and so but i i can understand the whole raftali thing i've also said seen people say uh, other light novel readers that another reason they may have added her uh was because of rishia and re- a lot of people i don't think really cared for rishia in the light novels um it's crazy to me because yeah, she, she's she, crazy she gets um she has like one of the best development arcs in the story, in my opinion, like going from basically just being an annoying weakling to like an actual competent member of the party and arguably even, you know, stronger than Itsuki at some points in the story. So it's like, oh, yeah, way better than Itsuki, but who isn't? <laughs> it's true. But, but the- uh, oh, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, I actually felt like they did her a lot of justice in this anime. I was actually more surprised about how tame they kept Rishia's betrayal mm-hmm. so I was really surprised when they decided to bring her in because then that takes away from a lot of character interactions you've got more focus on Kazuna who's a major character she's just introduced and with Raftalia out of the picture how it's supposed to be you get more focus on her mm-hmm. more focus on Rishia who just had some kind of I guess you could say cliche anime power trip ass pool there at the end of the last episode kind of go more in depth on that and so you get a lot more character interaction uh and i just and then all the stuff with naofumi that's like my favorite part about them being separated is up to this point like you said shield hero has been kind of like an edgy revenge story yeah and then they kind of settle that and then after that it's the rising of the shield hero it's actually like rebuilding him as a person after he's kind of settled his score more or less and so when they separate after they go through that's like the first time they spend a significant amount of time apart from each other yeah since since he got her exactly and on top of that they were separated by someone who's trying to kill them he has no idea where she is. He's reset to level one. He figures she is too. And when you read that, just like the emotion behind it, that you get it. I mean, obviously it's better in the light novels because you get more inner monologue, but exactly. you see a lot more anxiety mm-hmm. and it tells you a lot more about his character growth of like, he, you know, always being the edgy, oh, I don't care about anyone, but secretly I do. And this time he just kind of throw no whole bars, throws out the windows like, no, I'm freaking like, somebody needs to get me my raftalia back or i'm gonna freaking freak out here so that was nice to see mm. in the light novels and so I, I that was my first reaction uh or first emotion when i saw her at the beginning of the episode was i felt robbed like i felt somebody took all the wind out of my sails yeah i i agree 100 percent um 
before I give my response to that though, uh, Eli, how do you feel about like, uh, like for example, the anime only perspective of Rishia as a character? How do you feel like you're uh, you're enjoying her or whatnot? I mean, she's been all right. It's just like there's just not a whole lot of like attachment just because it's kind of just felt so fast like what he said that kind of earlier was how he said he felt like there wasn't really a struggle in the whole spirit tourist thing which i kind of see that like it was just that whole thing just went by so fast you never really got attached to any of the new characters that much like if you know you're reading it or if it's faithful or whatever you can really you know see those characters more and kind of grow attached to them but here it's just like yeah okay yeah. like you're just kind of bouncing around from place to place and like nothing really gets there's nothing really i don't know and that's, that's really my feelings about like really any of the characters right now just kind of eh, i don't know yeah you don't even care like, like it's just not like i don't have any really concrete feelings about him anymore at this point just because it's like yeah this whole season just kind of been all no, over the place. most of them are just kind of there and they don't tell you really why exactly. and that and that's the thing, like, I know a lot of people didn't like Spirit Tortoise. Um, it was it was okay for me reading it. Um, but, like, particularly the character moments, especially with, like, us, like, when she, uh, you know, when she dies, that's supposed to be, like, a, a pretty emotional moment in the light novels. And it's a moment that motivates Naofumi. Uh, I would say it's probably, like, one of the two or three most influential moments for him going forward. Yeah, uh, definitely. And like in the anime, it's like, oh, okay. definitely, yeah, I definitely didn't feel like that. Yeah, you don't feel like you're like, oh, okay, well, okay, cool. Don't, she died. don't really care. It's, you know, it's like, a, she, like, what are we doing? Like a Naruto filler episode or something, you know? And um, now I've, I've heard theories, though, like speculation that because the author hated Spirit Tortoise, like the studio wanted to rush through it and whatnot. I don't know how true that is. I mean, it kind of almost feels like it has to be true though based on yeah i feel like they just get so much hate but there's there's really so much it's like i don't know like i there's not a lot of action i guess barring just like giant kaiju battles and like weird stuff like that but it's just the character moments it's these interactions meeting these people you're gonna have with them for the rest of this time setting up the whole hanging muso fighting style that's been going out and that's another thing. another like, fighting style that utilizes life force or i think they're referring it to as key or whatever that yeah. they they mentioned i think in episode two just like they don't on the fly it. yeah and that's like a super major like part yeah, of their power mechanics yep yeah and yeah, so it's just skipping all the important stuff. Like, I can get if you want to rush, like, the turtle battle and want to rush all the politics and stuff, but you, you, they had to nail the character moments, and that's what I was looking forward to the most. And that's where I felt like they dropped the ball the most of the season. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed 100%. And, um, you know, going going back to the Raftalia thing, like, I know it may seem like pe- like source novel uh source readers are nitpicking but it's really not a nitpick uh with this joe because like we were saying earlier it is something that is crucial to nafumi and raftali's development it also has major plot implications later on that they get separated so in a way you kind of have to rewrite big parts of the story 
for the anime uh given these changes and uh i don't know it really just kind of puts into doubt not literally puts into doubt because obviously it's happening season three but just it creates unnecessary problems yeah it makes you wonder how that's gonna work out because uh once Raftalia like grows when she's apart from Nafumi, some plot things happen that I won't spoil directly, but some pretty plot revel- pretty big plot revelations happen. And uh it, I, I just don't know how they're gonna be able to do that with the changes they've made. No. I think I mean you can rush stuff, but like like he said, like you really gotta like kind of pick and choose what you rush. Because if you just rush everything. Like you mentioned, like you're going to really mess stuff up down the line. Yeah. Because then you've got to scramble to try to get back on track. And there's just going to be things like if, you know, if it, if it just goes back to normal a couple episodes later and their character is like developed here and you're just like, why? Because it just kind of skipped over the whole reason why they developed and like kind of the stuff happening to them. Mm-hmm. So you really just kind of screw yourself up later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really like, unless they, Unless something happens, like I do have my own personal theories about like ways they could fix things or something uh, going forward. But if they don't, then they've also robbed me of like one of my one of my top five like favorite moments between Raftalia and Naofumi when he finally does find her again and the reunion and especially in the light novel, just the way that that's written. Mm-hmm. and everything is like it's a huge like great moment and yeah and it accentuates again like his his own development too mm-hmm. um how he's being more open with his feelings even if he doesn't actually say anything takes him a long time to get to any sort of point but just the way that he describes her when he sees her and everything you can tell that he definitely does care about her quite a bit and it's it's really heartwarming and nice and it's a great moment mm-hmm. Yep. Agree 100%. And, uh, you know, anyone who had been following me before my my main Twitter got suspended, uh, I guess it's been two years now since I was uh, binging Shield Hero volumes, and uh, I was kind of like live tweeting through it. And Shield Hero is actually the only light novel that has ever made me cry. And I know people might kind of laugh at that because, uh, you know, they, they think, oh, generic isekai made you cry? Wow, like, that's crazy. But, um, there's actually some really emotional moments in shield hero particularly um obviously with atla won't spoil what happens with her but you know that whole situation and then like you said the reunion with raftali and whatnot it's just i really enjoy the light novels so that's why kind of why i'm so disappointed it's not because i'm a hater or anything but it's because like i just really love this series like you were saying it's one of your favorite uh, light novels is one of my favorites as well probably right after 86 and re-zero so it's just kind of disappointing it's just kind of disappointing to see um what's happened with it really especially after all the hype you know for for two years people have been looking forward to season two and season three and mm. i had hopes that this would be better than what happened with season one but and you can tell even the anime only is aren't really like it. I mean, even I know it's mall scores, but the mall score is over an eight for season one. And it's under seven for season two. So, yeah. I mean, there are some positive things. Kevin Pinkin is back on the OST. So that's good, good stuff. I have both of those from the first season. 
That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, he's uh, definitely one of the best composers in the game. And um, I mean, I, I like Kizuna's introduction. I think they pretty much nailed her. I think they nailed Keo as a villain. Um, so they've done some things right, but it seems like the other side characters, they've kind of just neglected, especially Eclair. Like, she's also- oh, yeah, Eclair was just there. and They didn't even like talk to her until like episode three. And I was yeah. like, and she's amazing. This is a, this is a major character just sitting here. Like, I know who that was. And she flashed to her every once in a while. But I can imagine as an anime only, you're probably sitting there for the first two or three episodes. Like, who the heck is this chick that's like up in everyone's business? Yeah, like her dealing with her pride and, you know, the situation with her father and stuff. Like, that's pretty major for both of these arcs. And it's kind of just meh. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard not to be elitist. But I mean, I've this is like one of maybe only three series I've read all the way through. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mm-hmm. I feel disappointed, I guess, and not just for like my own expectations, but like I said, I felt robbed. I would feel robbed on like anime only's behalf too, because I know what's supposed to happen, and it's way better. Yeah. Like like you said, I, w- I wasn't going to say it, but you would have more courage than me. I cried when I read the part where they finally are reunited and everything, because it's just like it was such there was so much more time taken in the light novel. I didn't expect that length of time in the anime, but I did expect more emphasis on it. His personal anxieties about being separated from her, seeing how much he cares about her and they get back together. And it's like kind of in the heat of like this bigger thing happening. And it's just like. It's like their own moment in time, and it was really nicely written. Stuff right. with that was so they like it, character stuff. That's that's why I stay in this series. Is like, it's got its own tropes, but it's got really great characters, and so yeah, it just just feels could have been done better. For sure, for sure. Well, if there's any lesson that we've learned from Shield Hero, it's that. Uh, like most isekai, it's better to check out the light novels. So if anyone's listening and you've been kind of disappointed with Shield Hero season two, I promise the story is much better in the light novels. And it's a pretty simple to read light novel too. You know, it's not, it's not got really complex prose or anything like that. It is a little on the thicker side compared to other light novels, but it's really good stuff. Highly recommend checking it out, especially if you're a fan of the series or fan of isekai in general, or just want to get in the light novels. Um, so I'll probably put links to that in the description for the podcast and um, yeah that pretty much wraps it up for today there's not much else to say on it generally it's been disappointing I think you'll find that to be the consensus among most Shield Hero fans the degree to which it's been disappointing will vary uh, particularly among anime onlys and source novel readers but based on scores across the board from pretty much every review site and pretty much every anime chart you'll see that the season has definitely uh, not been as good as season one. So hopefully it's only up from here because I don't think you can get much worse, but hopefully I'm not jinxing anything. The story has potential. I'm just curious to see how they get things back on track for certain things that are going to happen within the next two or three episodes. For sure. These these next couple episodes are going to be crucial. So it's so hard to talk about this without spoilers. <laughs> right. It, it really is. Um a lot of good stuff should be coming, so hopefully it will. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much going to wrap up our podcast for today, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, 
hopefully we'll have an episode out in the next couple of weeks. Going to try to be more consistent with the uploads. This is probably the shortest time we've gone between episodes. So hopefully a sign of things to come. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks, uh, Troy, for joining us. And, oh, uh, no problem. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Catch you guys on the next one.